Howdy friends, this is Zach with a single player episode in which I take you through a quick review of Ubisoft's Hacktivist Sandbox Adventure, Watch Dogs 2. I'll give you my impressions of the gameplay, mechanics, and story, and how Marcus plus his band of digital pirates make good on the promise of this franchise. There is definitely a pattern emerging with the sort of games that I've been playing lately. I think I've developed a real addiction to open world or sandbox games. And from 2017 to 2018, I was just completely stacked with titles that had me running around uh, sprawling maps in imitated versions of San Francisco, New York, New Orleans, Hyrule, and what is referred to in the uh, Witcher series, The Continent. These titles share a lot of similarities. They each possess some new set of tools to try to exploit, and a system of scales to balance your curiosity and aggression with success and failure. And Watch Dogs 2 is no exception. I would say it actually does better than makes good on the promise that Ubisoft made with the first Watch Dogs. It has incredible graphics, a world packed with multiple ways to solve missions, it supports both aggressive and subversive or like stealth style gameplay really fairly, except in a few places. In Watch Dogs 2, Ubisoft Montreal created a version of San Francisco that is fun and expressive, filled with graffiti, tech bros, gangs, landmarks, and bad clothes. All with the ability to wiretap passers-by, steal money from them, sniff out dumb chat messages, and listen in on other people's gossip. And did I mention you get to blow up people's cell phones? Because you get to blow up people's cell phones whenever you want to. I mean, not only cell phones, but the developers have allowed you to weaponize transformers, manhole covers, cars, as if the entire Bay Area were now a giant Rube Goldberg machine of destruction. Nearly every mission in the game allows you to play as aggressive or as sneaky as you want to be, and the game really expects the player to land somewhere in the middle, I think. Aside from environment-based hackable booby traps, you're also given the ability to create pretty much any tool you want to play to match your play style. So if you want to be more aggressive, you can 3D print out guns. Uh, but of course, you can always use your little drone friends. There's an airborne and a ground-based drone that allows you to sort of circumvent most enemy precautions and do hacking by remote, which uh, adds to the sort of like stealth empowerment in the game. And it's very successful most of the time. Now, switching gears a little bit to talk about our main protagonist, Marcus. He is exactly the sort of confident personality I love to play in these sorts of games. Him and his band of hacktivists are working to thwart a conniving egotistical tech billionaire whose master plan actually reads like the terms and conditions of that iTunes contract you've never read. And the plot isn't new or special, but the delivery seesaws between Mission Impossible and The Fast and the Furious in the best possible way. The magical mystery hacking team called DeadSec in the game is a colorful cast of supporting characters that rally to the call of adventure. They each represent a sort of caricatured but not repulsive image of software anarchists cranked up to 11. 
Again, the character design and the world building that Ubisoft has for us is keeping that tension between absurdity and amusement, and they do it in a really great way. There is one little story beat I'd like to bring up, and without spoiling anything, and this review is basically going to be spoiler free, there is a character in the game who meets an untimely fate, which is foreshadowed, but it was used as a tool to up the stakes for Marcus and Deadsec. I don't really like emotional manipulation that is as subtle as an earthquake, and this inflection point is, while maybe well-meaning, I feel like it falls a bit flat. Alright, so let's talk about the stuff that rocks. Hacking and invasion. Smooth, buttery, and hilariously full of moments that are a complete surprise. Accidentally shocking enemies to their phones or through clouds of gas that come out of manholes is hilarious and totally amusing. Combat difficulty was pretty on point. My personal playthrough, I played Marcus as a pacifist, so I didn't really ever try to kill anyone. I used the tasers and other electrical fields to just subdue enemies or used knockouts, so I wasn't running and gunning everywhere. But you can change that up and it probably will make the game play a lot more aggressively. He does seem kind of overpowered sometimes, and the AI isn't always ready to deal with all of the things you can throw at it, but that's how it is. We will outsmart the computers. The non-lethal weapons and evasion tactics make you feel like a really cool version of Solid Snake, and once you've upgraded that taser, it is amazingly quick at putting enemies to sleep, so you can kind of get around most problems without any, without any trouble. The visuals are excellent and are what you would expect from the team at Ubisoft. They've got a huge budget and they paid special care to the city of San Francisco and made sure to capture the nuance in this sort of like shrunk version of the city because it's clearly not to scale. But it's great to go to places like the bridge and Alcatraz Island and feel like you're really there. One of the biggest compliments I can pay Watch Dogs to is that it really encourages you to enjoy each neighborhood. They all have a distinctive feel and you really feel like kind of a fun spy tourist in a town that is very visually striking and contains tons of little secret gags for you to play with. One last mechanic I'd like to highlight are the solvable room puzzles. They can be any size. Sometimes they can be the size of a landmark, like a building or a structure in which you have to use one of your drones to fly up and fly around the object to solve a series of uh, gates as a puzzle. And these moments kind of break up the flow of gameplay in a way that's really fun and interesting. It makes it feel like you're unwrapping these like secret presents that are around the game. And only once or twice are they used to force a story moment so you have to like complete them in a specific time frame or something like that but the rest of the time they're sort of like oh i've stumbled across this interesting puzzle let me go ahead and solve it all right and now for the parts that are just okay or i felt like weren't as strong as the rest of the game chasing and driving around the city felt kind of weak triggering little things like the street explosions and stoplight breakdowns while were kind of fun aren't as elegant or rewarding as the infiltration stuff there is a main character that joins the team about halfway through the game that I found to be nearly useless and completely uninteresting. And not everybody's going to feel that way, but for me, he just kind of seemed like an added thing to be there that wasn't really all that important. So based on all these points, the game earns a solid 2 out of 3 stars on my scale. If you're looking for a fun but kind of shallow distraction, and you see it on sale, definitely pick it up. But if you want to be invested in a title for longer than that, you may want to look to something else. 
this is definitely not going to be the last of the Watchdog games I plan to play, so I totally encourage people to check it out. If for anything, you should play it for the opening story beats along with the uh, fun invasion multiplayer, which allows you to sort of randomly hop into players' games and uh, enjoy the sort of like cat and mouse experience that you kind of don't really find in any other games like this. Anyways, thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Please leave me a comment at howdy at betweenplayers.com or on Twitter. You can follow us. It's at betweenplayers. And until next time, this is Zach saying keep playing. Keep playing.